everybody. Perfect. Thank you. This episode of the Transatlantic Rebels podcast, uh, we're going to be talking about someone called Donald Trump. Now, we have done a previous podcast on him before. I think it was shortly after he was elected or I can't remember if it was elected or inaugurated. I'll have to check the dates. It was around episode Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the memory is burned into uh, Rashad's soul, unfortunately. And uh, I remember that podcast because I accidentally put the microphone the wrong way around. And uh, that's how I learned, don't do that again, Jessel. So um, this time we are going to be revisiting him. So it's what, about over a year later, about a year and a year half. half. Yeah, a year and a half later. Um, so yeah, Rashad, has he been doing a good job? Let me ask you a question. Can we start <laughs> with me? Let's talk about what it looks like from the outside looking in. Oh, it's a clusterfuck, my friend. Okay, so, so, so. <laughs> So break it down to the American listeners about how it looks like from the outside. It looks like uh, a Hollywood film being lived out in real life. It looks like the history books, the really bad ones, um, being lived out in real life. It also looks like, I don't understand what you people are doing. Like, why haven't you just kicked him out by now? Like, I don't, I don't get it. He's constantly lying. He's constantly breaking rules. Like, why are you being such... I'm trying to find the politically correct word, but why are you being such wimps about the whole thing? Like, why don't you just kick him out? Like, everyone, just get together and kick him out. Like, I don't I don't get it. How is he still in power? That, that's what people... I think we're struggling to understand that as well. Um, because... Four checks and balances thing. Uh, how much do people really... Let me ask you a question. How, many people, how much do people really know about how American government functions? Do you guys really understand the intricacies or do you, under, do you have, like, a general idea of how it goes? No, I, I think people don't really know how the government functions unless you've watched West Wing or something like that, basically. Um, otherwise, you, you just kind of think, well, okay, there are 50 states or whatever it is, and the president doesn't have that much power. Um, there's like a, a Senate and um, there's like, no, what are there? There's three kind okay, of there's three there's branches, Congress, there's... Sen Senate, okay. and the presidential office, right? Okay. So uh, I could break it down a little bit. Okay. Okay. So you have, of course, you have the states, 50 states. Now, that's the state level. You have, your, you have your local, you have your state, and you have your federal. Okay, local is like the local communities. The states are the states. And, of course, the federal is the federal, like overseeing it. The supposed, the supposed ideal of, check, of checks and balances is basically um, with the federal, at least because it's overseeing everything, you have your executive branch, which is the presidency. You have your Congress, which is the House of Representatives, and, um, and the Senate, which are the legislators. They make the, they, they make the laws. And then you have the Supreme Court, which interprets the laws. So it's, and then the, the presidency is supposed to be the presidency is literally supposed to be like the top cop. He's in charge of the military and he's in charge with enforcing the law enforcing the laws. 
and the legislative branch, which is the which is the House and the Senate, together they're Congress, and they're supposed to write the laws, and then, like I said before, um, the Supreme Court interprets what the law is supposed to be, pretty much. So that's what the three things. So basically, the president is supposed to be like the top cop. He's really not supposed to be like a quote unquote leader leader. He's just supposed to make sure that the laws that Congress create, he enforces them to the letter of the law. That's what it's supposed to be. He's technically not supposed to be the leader if you're going by the Constitution. He's just supposed to be the enforcer of the laws, pretty much, if anything. And then, like, um, and like the states have their own different ideologies how to run certain things. So the states, it's kind of, it's kind of like the states do their own thing, but the the whole entire federal government is supposed to make sure that everybody's on the same page in spite of everybody doing their own thing. That's what it's supposed to be. So what's going on right now, since I guess since it sounds like you guys don't know that much about it, is that there have been so you got the Democrats and Republicans. I'm pretty sure you guys know about them, right, to a certain extent. Yeah. Um. So what's good? What what's been happening right now? I guess is not on the world stage. Is that slowly but surely, um, the Republicans have been losing like 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 seats. They've been losing seats in local. They've been losing seats at state levels. They're slowly but surely losing seats. And at the same time, it's like it's weird because I don't know how much people know about um, what happened to Nixon and when Nixon did his impeachment, where um, where they found out what he was doing, he had to leave. It took it took our government almost two years to get Nixon to even impeach because they knew they were crowding on him. And it's basically it's like it's almost like it's weird because from 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 the outside looking in, I know it looks like it's fucking crazy, but on the inside, it's almost like the way our government works. It's like the, it's it's like. It's like it's almost like we're the Titanic, and like if you catch it early enough, you can do the turn, but the turn's gonna be slow as fuck. So from the outside looking in, it's like it's like the turn is like why the fuck aren't you doing that yet? But from the inside, if you're looking at it, it's like there are Democratic people. Matter of fact, there was a, a girl in New York yesterday. Um, she's only 28 years old, and she actually beat a um a, a, an establishment level Democrat in a Democratic uh, uh district, pretty much. She's 28 years old, and she's kind of like a, a quote unquote like like open to socialism and stuff like that. So there's that turn. And then there are situations where like you and there's so many like gay people running offices and that wouldn't happen 10 years ago. You have transgender people running for office if Democrats are running for things. So there's people actually running for certain areas and actually went and actually went to a, um, a, um, a rally a couple of years ago, a couple of months ago in a, in, a, in, a, in a red district, which is like a Republican district. And they were all pretty much down for getting Trump out the seat. So there is a sea change, but the way that our weird ass government works it's almost like there's a turn. And then I don't know how much... Do you know about the investigation going into Trump? You know about this guy named Mueller? Do you know anything about that? I'm sorry, which investigation? Because I'm it, sure there's been a lot, right? No, well, it, well, there's an overall investigation of this guy, Mueller. And he's turning over... Like, he's investigating the Trump, if whether they're collusion with the Russians or not. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and as he's been going along, he's been turning people to... Like, they, they've been turning on Trump. And they're giving him information. So, basically, this guy is pretty much... The investigation, he has to crawl... He has to cross his eyes and dot his T's. Because if he makes... Because if he goes for that shot at Trump... And the funny thing about it is he's a Republican, which is funny because Trump calls him a Democrat. But you know, Trump lies like twenty four seconds a twenty four seconds every hour or some shit like that. Um, so he's trying to flip that stuff like that. So that's that's the thing going on right now with this guy Mueller and with people who are involved in the Trump campaign. Like he's slowly been turning them left and right, and he's building this case at this point. And it's almost around the same because this is almost like this is worse than Watergate because at least with Watergate it was with. Um, Nixon pretty much, he was like he was he was like one of those like paranoid guys who he sent some guys to bring him to the Watergate Hotel to find out what the Democrats were doing, and that was illegal, and that's pretty much that was proven without a doubt that's going to happen. And before they can really like like prosecute him, he just um he just he just 
like left the office and then it, it came out of there right there. But I think this guy Mueller, what he's doing right now is is basically he's building a case so when he takes a shot at Trump, there's nowhere for Trump to back out of pretty much right now. And what's going on right now is that because the Republicans have um, the majority of the House, and today it came out that in the Supreme Court we had we have um, we have nine judges in the Supreme Court, which the guys who interpret the law, and basically one of them today announced that he's about to retire so Trump can kind of pass another fucking judge from his own point of view with the Republican um, majority in there. So what's, what's happening right now is what we're waiting for, just let the world, this world know, is that there's a big um, election day coming up in um, November. And the big thing you're looking for right now is, is basically if there's a big enough of a groundswell, you can flip the, um, the Re- Republican Congress back into a... Um, a Democratic Congress, but the key to it is this: is the, and it's the biggest thing is that we were talking. Me and my friends were talking about this for a long time. Is that the way it was in our country? And this is how I'll explain it: Americans are, or at least most of them. There's people who take it seriously. There's a lot of people who take it seriously, but the majority of them either don't vote and take it for granted, or they just vote for a brand name and then they go about their day and then they complain about how things suck because all they do is vote for a brand name rather than actually looking at the people that are making these policies and what the history is and they're going for it. But right now, the, the the one good thing about what's going on right now, as compared to everything else, is that there are more people paying attention more than ever in history. But the scary thing about the wild card is, is it going to be enough people that are really paying attention or not? And that's where we, we're going to find that out in um, the fall, in November. That's what's going to happen. That's going to be the real test of whether America started taking this shit seriously or not. But the weird thing about it is what we've been debating about it today was pretty much that if Hillary was in office, then she could she could literally put in two Supreme Court justices that would have steered towards the agenda that she was going for. But now, we're, now we're, we got one by Trump. We're almost we're about to get another one that um is going to go on onto his thing. But the key to stopping the Supreme Court from doing their bullshit, if that's the case, is to make sure that we have enough people in the um in Congress to kind of like offset that balance. The whole idea of the Constitution is supposed to be that. One branch is not really supposed to have like power over the other. Do you you guys have a game called rock paper scissors in your country? Yeah, you know about that. Yeah. It's almost like that. It's like this beats this and this beats this supposedly. But right now we're it's fucking ridiculous because you have a Republican in the um in the White House. You have a Republican led um Congress and you have a Republican leaning um uh Supreme Court. So if we could flip that shit over in November, the Congress to go into um into a democratic thing and then if that happens the biggest plus is going to, this is here this, this is the biggest plus trump's going to be up for re-election in 2020 that's going to be the real fucking test to see if anybody learned a lesson at this point it seems like from the slow going that people are paying attention and they're flipping these republicans and even republic people who are republicans are not voting for republican any like as much anymore but i guess from the outside looking in because you, everybody has their own problems in their own country you you don't I'm pretty sure it's like the same thing with Americans. Like sometimes we don't understand what's going on with Brexit and stuff like that because we only see like the the, the, the broad strokes. Meanwhile, you guys day by day are seeing like the the real shit. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know, bringing it back to America, this is exactly what you said 18 months ago on this podcast. You're like the real test will be in November in you, you know the upcoming November ones, and um, I, I guess like okay, I've got two questions for you. Number one, mm-hmm. do you think that the do you think that November will actually bring about a real change. And number two, looking forward to 2020, who's going to beat Trump? Okay, so there's there's two things going on here. Um, I, I really can't make a fair assessment about November 
until it happens. I'll, I'll say this. If November if, if November goes well, then it bodes well for 2020. I'll put it that way. If, no, if November goes and the, and the Democrats flip the house back to them and you get... and the, But the, here's, the, here's the big thing that America's been falling off of for the last 40 years since Martin Luther King was assassinated. The problem that um, the biggest problem Americans have is is that they vote for Brandon because there's always been this, this argument. I get pissed off about this sometimes. I say, we need to energize our base. We need to get our base out there and vote. I'm like... This is fucking America. You have all the information right here. It's like at this point in 2018, for the last 40 years since Martin Luther King was assassinated, you mean to tell me that you can't do your due diligence and, and, and take it seriously enough as an adult to kind of do what I think? Like basically, if you watch the, the the election of 2016 and you looked at both of their if you looked at both of their agendas, whether you liked them or not, it was very 100% clear that one had knew what they were doing to a certain extent, whether you like them or not. And then there was one that had no entire deal with what they were doing. And the ideal was for the people. And here's the other big thing. Do you guys understand about the Electoral College? Uh, yes. Okay. So that's the biggest problem. You elect- for me personally, the Electoral College should have been done like, like, like around the time of, um, of Martin Luther King. That makes no sense that you have one candidate who won the popular vote overwhelmingly over... Um, there was a couple problems. That one candidate won the popular vote definitively over one person and that 45 percent of the of the population that could vote didn't vote but there's also issues with that with voting rights and stuff like that we can do that all day and long but that stuff right there too but the big issue is that the electoral college which is which was meant because after the civil war to balance out because there was more people on in the north than they were in the south and they kind of like do like a like a like a one to two ratio to kind of balance it out but that shit is outdated and that's why this country is being held back because we still got people who are stuck in the 20th century and need to be pulled into the 21st century. And that's where a lot of the problem is. And I think that's where if the House gets flipped back in, um, in, in November, then people really have to push to get these people in office so you can get rid of these. these uh, the electoral college has to go. But the will of the people is not being, is, is being enforced right now because of that electoral college. It's so outdated. It's ridiculous. And those people who are in there, because I have a friend who's a who's in the military, he's an Air Force guy, and he was telling me, and there's no disrespect to, to people in the South who got their heads together, but he was like, he was telling me, he was like, there's so many people in the middle of the country that have no clue about the, the advancement of the rest of the world. Like they're still stuck in that old days of that stuff like that. He's like, he's like, he's like, you'll be shocked. He's like, because I live in New Jersey, I'm on the East Coast. He's like, he's like, he's like, imagine the most uneducated person in New Jersey now subtract like twenty percent more from that. You know, and that's what you got right there. So it's weird. So it's, it's almost like it seems like it sounds like to me. It's almost like the thing that you guys have done with Brexit, where those people want to take it back to the isolationist days. We oh, didn't yeah. realize that, and like they're still stuck in that day. But people don't understand that the world is changing. You know, it doesn't help that the corporations try to try to nickel and dime everybody. I think the biggest issue with with, with quote unquote people having with globalization is the corporations trying to screw everybody over. That is different from actually the world actually coming together. I think if they if they separate those two things and hold these corporations accountable to make sure that they were doing what they're supposed to do and not and the problem is not immigrants and it's not that it's the problem that these corporations are fucking people over and they and they conflate the two and they don't understand that. Yep. Um I mean for us it's kind of like I think the British Empire it's people just harking back to when all oh, the good old days, the glory days of the British Empire and stuff. And it's like Okay, you, so basically, you want to go back to colonialism and uh, and like you know raping and pillaging and <laughs> is that effectively what you want? You know, you want those days back. 
And I guess that's what kind of... Uh, America is a bit more confusing. I, I think from the outside looking in, it's more of a Mad Men era thing where people like want those Mad Men era back, like oh, yeah. white, white picket fences and all that kind of era back, basically. Um, but obviously that's just from the outside looking in. Um, oh, I agree. So, I mean, the electoral uh, system, the, the didn't Trump actually say that that was stupid as well, like uh, ages ago, like when he was, you know... Like, yeah, he, uh, said it, he, he said it way back when, but yeah. as, as usual... But obviously it's worked Trump, in his favour. Yeah, it? whenever it works in favour for him, like, he he's always against it until it works for him. That's how... To me, my observation of Trump, even from back in the old days before he became popular, Trump is all about Trump. He's a, he's a huckster. It doesn't make a difference. As long as you kiss his ass and it benefits him, he does not care at the end of the day. If you look at the history of him... He screwed over so many people. Like, if you look at his business acumen, you look at how he treats people, that's pretty much what it is. And pretty much what happened was, is that, and it's funny because if you look at the demographics, people were like, more poor people, like they, they were saying that Trump got most of the people who are struggling to vote. It's like, but if you look at the the, 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 um, the stats, it's actually that the majority of people who were, who were struggling voted for Hillary more than Trump. It was just that the areas that, that needed the electoral votes that was the ones that Trump got. And they weren't necessarily the majority. It was just that Trump got those electoral votes where they counted in those areas to flip it over, pretty much. So it's like, a, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of um, stats involved with that 2016 thing that are more complicated than what it looks like. It's not as straightforward as it seems. But there is a lot of like overlap. But then there's also the thing where, um, I don't know how it is, I don't know how, you're, how it works in Parliament over there and stuff like that. But it was just weird where it was like, there was a civil war going on in the, um, where the Democrats were burning Hillary. And then on the on the Republican side, it always happens. Like, even if even if they don't like a candidate, Republicans fall in line at the end of the day. And with the left, it's like even though it's like you really need to do something, it's like they they're they're always fighting each other. And then when it really matters, they like combine together. Even if you don't like what that person is doing, at least to stabilize the union, they don't go for that. And I think what the what what the what the biggest thing is, and I think in a way, Bill Clinton and Barack Obama hurt American politics because they turned it into. I'm saying a culture of um. I mean, just I mean, I, I guess I'm lying because it's always been like people vote for personalities, but those personalities are so overwhelming that it's very difficult for somebody to be to be that charming and that like steadfast to really pull in the majority of people that they can do. I don't know. And so, looking forward to 2020, who do you think can beat Trump? There are there are two women that are coming up there. I think they might go for it, and they relatively have. Not that much dirt on them. There's a Kamala Harris, and then there's a, a Kirsten Gillibrand, and you got you got those two ladies, and they're and they're relatively been building up there. Think politically, really. I think what they're I think what people are I think what the Democratic Party, at least the sensible ones, are trying to do. They're not going to shoot their shot right away because I, I think I think if you're playing a, if you're playing a chess game, you don't want to announce who you're going for because you don't want you don't want the um your, your opposition party like starting to pull out like like these opposition like like packets on them or whatever like that whatever what, i mean because every politician has whatever it's just life in general you're gonna have a, a plus or a minus but you kind of want to have them they kind of be they those two women been laying low and saying the right things doing the right things they've been in the right parties talking to people this and that get involved with the people so i think those two might be, and they're young too they're relatively young like they're both under 50 um they're both healthy they're both like and, it, and like i said going back to the thing with americans and looks like that they both look healthy. They, they they both look like they can they can run a good thing right there. I think it's out of all the people I see right there, it could be those two. I mean, it's all, but then again, back in when Hillary ran in two thousand eight, Barack Obama came from nowhere. I had no I, I had no clue who the fuck Obama was. He came from nowhere. 
So you always can have like that that um that uh that curveball. But the real the real wild card for the for the presidency is is that if Bernie runs again, I don't know what's gonna happen at that point right there. I don't know if, if people are gonna wake up from that stuff right there. But I I really hope this next time that they learn to fall in line like the Republicans did and say, you know what? The only thing that the main thing that matters is we get somebody who's gonna do their shit. You have a legislative branch that's gonna be Help them out because if you have a legislative branch that's democratic and you have the, the executive branch that democratic, you can offset the Supreme Court as much as you can in the Senate. So I mean that's that's the biggest wild card. But I see those two that are going to be the possible ones that will run: uh, Kirsten and Gillibrand uh, and Kamala Harris. Those are the ones that I think that could possibly have a good shot because they don't have that much dirt on them and they can pull out so many things that Trump say if they're building the packet right now. Those are the ones I see right now. Does it really matter about dirt, how much dirt? Because, I mean, you, you could literally just crawl through a sewer and um, have less dirt on you than Donald Trump does. Like, he literally, like, lied. I think in the past week he lied, like, 103 times or something. Or it was something, like, on average 15 times a day. Like, that's what he's actually up to right now. He just lies 15 times a day. And that's mm-hmm. only increasing. So by, <laughs> so by I'm talking about for the, the next left. election, he's, every single word out of his mouth will be a lie, basically. And so, so any kind of like Democrat challenger, does it really matter? Like at this stage, and, and that's not to drag politics down to Trump's level or anything like that. I'm just saying, like as a comparative to who is in charge, anyone would be better, surely. Oh, I agree. But like, like I said, going back to what I was saying, that that going back to the left. I mean, the the, the two biggest issues with 2020 is going to be this. Is that that forty five percent that didn't vote? They kind of have to grow up and, and, and do what they need to do. Because in my in my opinion, as an American looking at the rest of the country and looking at as a first world country like 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 England and everybody else like that, it's kind of like it's it's Amer- it's it's amazingly irresponsible as supposedly the most powerful country in the world to not even vote. That doesn't. I understand you're not happy with the way the government goes, but. It's like it's almost like a self fulfilling prophecy if you don't vote. You know what I'm trying to say? If you're not involved in the political process and you're not doing what you're doing, you're not, and you think that the president, because I think a lot of Americans who don't vote, they think that the and it, and like it's a, it's a civics problem. We talk about this. I talk about this with other teachers as well at my job. And like the biggest problem right now with Americans is like it's a civics lesson. They think the, that the pre, some people really think that the president is the answer to everything. They don't understand that. They don't understand that your local and your state affects you just as much as your federal thing. And you don't understand that that, that there's a domino effect that happens. You, you can you, you can you can push up agendas if you're if you're local and your state are on the same page as a quote unquote Democrats. And to me personally, as my philosophy, because I'm independent. I mean, I, I, on a sociological level, that the parties are never going to go away. That's that's any country. This is not going. Unfortunately, it's not going to go anywhere. For me, as an independent on the outside looking in, I'm just like, this is why you guys don't understand why things like some like I think a lot a lot a lot of people in the center. I'm not talking about centrists. I'm talking about rational people. They have liberal tendencies and they have conservative tendencies. I think most people conservative tendencies is I want to be taxed fairly, and if you're going to tax me, make sure my money goes to where it needs to go at. I think that's the main conservative thing. I think most rational people share, and I think the, the liberal thing that people share is is that live and let live. You can do whatever the fuck you want, but just leave me and my family alone. But the moment you get involved in my family, then we have a problem. I think that's what most rational people are. But I think in America, it's like it's so extreme with this left wing and right wing shit. It's like. And the funny thing about it is, it's not so much not it's not so much necessarily even the average Joe who thinks like this. It's, it's because the average Joe is working is working, not even to complain about the shit too much. Like okay, I got pay my bill, blah, blah blah. But then you have the extreme talking mouse on the right side complaining about shit, and then you have the extreme left people on the left side complaining about shit. And those are the people that are taking over the national conversation, 
And those are the people that most likely turn away those undecided voters. They go, you know what? They're all fucking crazy. I don't give a shit. You know what I'm trying to say? It's weird. Yeah, is it that people kind of get overwhelmed so much by so much information and news or or, or, or they just they just basically want to detach from it and don't want to know anything anymore, basically? And that's the pro- and that's I think that's where the undecided voters come in because things aren't being streamlined. But there's the, but the bigger issue is, and this and this is the bigger problem with with, with America sometimes is is that they don't know. I was telling this to another teacher. I was like, sometimes you guys don't know. You like you, you know Billy the Kid, right? Yeah. And you know why why Earp's the police officer, right? I was like, Americans have this weird thing where sometimes they don't know if they want to be the law abiding officer or they want to be Billy the Kid. I'm like, pick a side. It's like it's like sometimes you don't know if you want to be Uchiwale or one Mike. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 that's, the, that's the problem America's had. And, and, and here's the bigger picture. Depending on who you are, gives you the, the process to steal or not steal. You know what I'm saying? Like, like white people have, and I'm not saying all white people, but certain white people have a, 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 a different standard for what's, what's, what's okay for law breaking, what's not okay for law breaking, as compared to like Asian or blacks or Latinos. Like, everybody has their thing, and there's no one set way of going about it. But most of the time, it's like, Whatever benefits your, it's going back to what I said, like how I see a breakdown from the outside. It's like, whatever benefits your group, let me have that. It's like what you're saying, like you want to go back to colonialism, something like that. It's like, okay, let's go back to that. As long as other people get fucked over, I don't care if they get fucked over. As long as my group is okay. And that's what that that Brexit and that Make America Great Again bullshit is all about. It's like, well, it's not working out for me, so I want to make sure it goes back to me. So as long as other people get fucked over, we're good. And that's what it is. So Because Make America Great Again, going back to those 50s of Donna Reed bullshit, it's like, minorities do not have the best time underneath that stuff. To be honest with you, there's never been a time in history up until very recently where it's slowly starting to get better. Like, it's only been 40 years ago since the Voting Rights Act happened in America, where um, Martin Luther King went up there. That's only 40... 50, oh, I'm sorry, not 40 years ago. 53 years ago, black people got the unilateral right to vote. 53 years ago! That's not even a, a century ago. That's how crazy this... That's how recent this is. You know what I'm saying? And I think people don't grasp that, and especially it doesn't help in the internet age because... Everybody's on that. Days just fly by, months fly by. So time is very distorted right now, and they think that three months is a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? So to not understand that it's only been 53 years ago since the Voting Rights Act happened and civil rights started changing up in this country. That's a very small period of time for 53 years ago compared to 400 years of bullshit, and people can't and people still can't wrap their head about it. I think that's also a big problem. Okay, well, um, do you have anything to add, or should we wrap it up there? Uh, no, no. I, I was thinking about. I, I had an idea about this. Maybe we can come back to this every like two or three months, just to, like a state of whatever. Because I think it's good to kind of keep these things short, but also at the same time just to keep up with it. So I guess if if you guys have something to say about what's the outside looking in, and I can kind of educate you guys a little bit on what's going out there. I think that can help everybody. Because I think that's the important thing is that. If we're going to be this this world supposedly to push forward, the young bucks, our generation and generation under us, then we kind of have to have that connection forward. And that. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, actually. Um, okay, so if we wrap it up there, um, don't forget to check us out on Facebook at Transatlantic Rebels Podcast and Twitter at T underscore Rebels. And if you can leave us a review on iTunes, that would be very helpful. Okay, my name is Jessel, and you've also been listening to Rochard. Okay, peace.